list of what I'm thankful for changes as I get older, and I think that goes for everybody here. Uh, you know, our, our priorities certainly change. What we thought was important at Adeline's age um, drastically changes by the time you're 15. And then by the time you're 25, it should change, as it doesn't always. By the time you're 40, it's all different altogether. And, and some that are 50 and 60 right now are thinking, son, you have no idea. It's going to be a lot different 20 years from now. Amen. When I was younger, I would have uh, uh, um, my, my, my priority would have been candy and games and cartoons, right? And then as a teenager, it would have been like stringed instruments working and old probably girls, amen. And now it's my wife and my family and God's promises that we can stand on. It is good to be a father. I'm thankful to be a father. Uh, we hold mothers in high esteem for, oh, such a good reason. Amen. We hold mothers up there. Amen. But fathers also have their place. They absolutely do. God made it that way. My, my mom and dad both have their strengths and weaknesses, and yet they're made to complement each other. God did that for a reason. Uh, uh, sometimes I think when we have arguments in our marriages, it's really just us needing to understand that God made them that way, and this is how men and women work, and that's the strength, that's the weakness. We need to learn to work together. Amen. But I want to look just for a few moments, I believe just one passage of Scripture, where a father has failed his wife, he failed his children, and he failed all the people around them. Joshua chapter 7, verse 2 says, And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth Haven on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai, and they returned to Joshua and said to him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor thither for there, but a few. If you guys don't know the story, it, it, or, or the details about it, um, God had been with them. And, and they looked over at Ai and like, oh, we don't even need to send that many people. Just send a few thousand. We don't need to make everybody labor. Just send a few thousand. It'll wipe them out. We'll be fine. But that's not what happened. <coughs> so, they went, uh, so they went up thither of the people, about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote of them about 30 and 6 men, for they chased them from before the gate, even under Shepherim, and smote them in the going down, whereof the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And for anybody that's been saved a while, you know that the reason that the 36 men perished was because of a father named Achan. Amen. Brother Scott, would you open this message in a word of prayer, sir? <laughs> So here's the children of Israel. They're about to take over Jericho. And uh, the walls come down. I mean, if you don't know it from reading your Bible, you ought to know it from singing the songs in, in Sunday school. Amen. But God miraculously did it, and Joshua 
is reiterating to the people here, hey, we're taking nothing for ourselves. Everything that we get is, is all going to the house of God. And, and it's not part of the message, but really that was God giving the principle of tithe once again. It's, it's, the principle of tithe is through scripture from Genesis all the way to Hebrews. It's in Revelations. I haven't found it. Amen. But, but tithe is a principle all throughout scripture. And in, in, in the first ten battles that, that, that Israel fought, the first one, God said, I get all the spoils. The rest, some of Israel got to keep. That's a tenth, by the way. Just an interesting, not part of the message. Amen. Um, but here we are, <clears throat> verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 18. We're going to stay right in this area. <clears throat> and ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, that ye make yourselves accursed when ye take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Chapter, chapter 7, verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Number one, Achan's sin affected the whole camp. You want to talk about principles, that's a principle we need to soak down deep in the, with our sponge in the five-gallon bucket of water and soak up all the water. Our sin affects the whole camp. Achan sinned uh, in secret, but he was, uh, uh, but it publicly was affected uh, to everyone. Amen. Men died because of what Achan did. Thirty-six men died. Numbers thirty-two twenty-three says, "Be sure your sin will find you out." Oh, what a verse to teach our children! What a verse to remind ourselves. Amen. What a good verse for the pastor to remember. Amen. Uh, uh, you might say, oh, just a little bit of porn won't bother anybody. It's just going to bother myself. I can handle it. I'll just drink a little bit. It won't affect anybody but me. I can handle it. No, it is just a little bit of smoking. No one can see me or smell me. Well, false, false. <laughs> Amen. I'll never forget that lady. I was putting hardwood floor in her house in Belleville. I went to church with her, too, like I couldn't smell the cigarettes. I'm like, you smoke whatever. I'm not preaching against smoking. Whatever. We all have problems. Amen. But, but. I'm, I'm at her house working. I'm, my, my saw is, she's standing next to my saw smoking. As I come by, I come to work on my miter box. She's folding the cigarette behind her back. I, I can smell it. I can see the smoke. You're not hiding it. Man, amen. That's how, that's how we see children. Be sure your sins will find you. You know when they're lying. It's obvious. They're like, um, no, Mom, I didn't do that. Yeah, you so did, right? And, and, and the same with our Heavenly Father looking at us. He knows when we're lying. It's just not even, you know, <coughs> we think it won't affect nobody, but it does. It affects everyone around us. You say, let me say this. When we don't see you in church, it affects the church. Uh, Rachel used to think that her bass guitar didn't even mean nothing in the band. When we were playing, she didn't think she needed to even be there until she was the guitar, until she was the six-string strummer. And then all of a sudden, if the bass guitarist didn't show up, all of a sudden she's like, oh, man, it sounds way worse without the bass. If somebody doesn't show up, it affects everything else. Amen. And things happen. Don't get me wrong. 
Uh, sometimes you may need to go to Niagara Falls for a weekend. Things happen. Amen. I'm not dogging anybody. I'm saying when you can be in the house of God, you ought to be in the house of God. Amen. <coughs> uh, I, and I'm, I'm speaking to the Sunday night crowd here, but, but I wrote this statement down. A full house doesn't affect my faithfulness. As in, if nobody's here, it doesn't affect my faithfulness. Because, Miss Kathy, I love you, but I'm not coming for, just for you. I want to be a blessing to you just as I, to anybody else, just for encouragement. But I'm coming. I'm here to serve and worship the Lord. Amen. Amen. <coughs> you say, <coughs> what's your point, Pastor? <coughs> Romans 14, 7 says, For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. How, self it is, how selfish it is to think that we don't, what we do doesn't affect anybody around us. That's not just selfish. That's foolish. It's literally foolish to think that. Amen. Look at Joshua chapter 7, verse 10. And the Lord said to Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou upon thy face? And, and, and I want to I point this out as we read verse 11. Now, who, who sinned? Say it out loud. Who sinned? Well, Achan. You, you, you're getting to the point I was. Achan sinned, but Israel is, is, is meant like... They're all at fault in God's eyes. Between Adam and Eve, who sinned? Eve. But they're, they're both sinners. Uh, he's looking at Adam. He's in charge of Adam. Uh, here he's looking at Joshua. Joshua, Israel sinned. Joshua's like, what? There's one man sinned. I highlighted how many times it says Israel and they and them and their Knowing one man sinned, but Israel has to take the brunt of this. Look at this. Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded with them. For they have uh, even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen it and disassembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Verse 12 says, Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed thing from among you. Then he said, Up, sanctify the people and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord uh, God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies and say, You take away the accursed thing from among you. My obedience to an almighty God affects the people around me. Miss Kathy's obedience affects the people around her. Brother Riley's obedience and Brother Rob's obedience affects the people around him. Let's just start in the church house. Miss Ruby's not going to have somebody sitting there. She's going to oh, she's not here. And that's fine. But, but you start more people, all of a sudden, when there's only five people here, you think, oh, man, Nobody came to church today. Everybody must have been sick at the same time, right? It's discouraging when people don't come to church is what I'm saying, especially on a habitual basis, a consistent basis. <coughs> it can be discouraging. That's not why we come to church for numbers. But it sure is encouraging when everybody comes. That's just what it is. Amen. And it is a blessing. You've been reading and praying like you should. Boy, you're never going to be a Debbie Downer. Yeah. 
You, 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 if you've been praying to an almighty God, thanking him for the blessings in your life, reading the word of God, getting encouragement, amen, you're not going to go to work going, oh, me. You're not going to come into the house of God looking for somebody to pick a fight with or to be better. You're going to be like, man, let's serve God today. It will change. Being, just being obedient affects the people around us. Amen. Achan's sin affected the entire camp. 36 people were killed because, because God didn't go out with them to the battle. It just shows that they were so accustomed to God being with them. They're like, oh, man, with God, we, God's on our side. Just send a few thousand, we're good to go. Because clearly, that's what would happen in the past. I don't know about you, but I want God with me all the time. I don't want to go into the workplace. I don't want to be praying for a job. I don't want to be building the three-car garage in the house. I don't want to do nothing without God on my side because we're just going to waste our time. Things will go wrong, blah, blah, blah. God might just let things go wrong just because he's like, he needs to learn to get into prayer a little bit more. Pastor Greg McFadden, he came to the men's meeting yesterday, and he gave like a 10 or 15 minute message on, um, it was a simple message, but it was good. It was the, the, um, we're the feeding of the 5,000, and um, we were talking when it was over, and um, <coughs> he made the funny statement, I forget how it came up, talking about, um, um, the, the topic came up, how people will give a testimony I just want to see this church grow. I want to see God do great things. It's going to, man, I just, I just want God to use my life. And then they don't, don't come Sunday night. Don't come Wednesday night. And they may come the next Sunday. You know what I mean? It's like, wait, you just, but that's not what, oh, you just said that in the emotion of it. I know it's emo, there's emotion in salvation and emotion in Christian life, but that's not where my strength is derived from. I think a lot of Christians, their strength derives from their emotion. Dangerous game. Dangerous game. Oh, but, but, but what he said was, this was the funny, he said, uh, he goes, I, I think I'm just going to, um, just my whole family just not show up to church one Sunday. And everybody would be like, well, where's the pastor? He'd be like, oh, I was tired. We had a late night, so we slept in. We didn't come to church. They'd be like, but you got to be here. It's like, well, we should all be here. Amen. You say, well, I don't have a job to do. Amen. Just being here is a job. Amen. And it's a blessing. Number one, Achan's sin affected the whole camp. Number two, and my last point, Achan's sin affected his entire family. Joshua 7.24 says, And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold, and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore, the name of that place was called the valley of Achor. Unto this day. Wow, that seems harsh, don't it? But we don't understand sinning against an almighty God. We're so used to uh, um, sending our fries back when they get cold because we deserve something better than that. Right? If they're not just cooked just right. 
uh, uh, we're, we're used to um, getting detention for 30 minutes, which is almost fun after school anyways, uh, because we said a cuss word or punched somebody or threw them in the locker, amen. <coughs> the greater the offenses, too, the greater the punishment. You're not getting near the president with a gun uh, uh, without getting a severe punishment. It gets worse and worse to the greater authority that you go to. We can't fathom the, 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 the greatness of God's authority. That's why we think, well, well, that's a severe punishment. We're just human. We just wanted to steal it. God says, no. <laughs> You're my people that I got to bring the Son of God through. No, no, no. We're, we're going to be perfect here. They lived in tents, okay? So it wasn't like some big house. The family, I'm speculating, the family probably knew that he had stole. In fact, I think it said he put it under his tent, didn't he? The family probably knew. The wife and kids probably knew. I'm speculating. The Bible doesn't say that. We can't know that for sure, but they probably were aware of it. And speculating, Achan's wife and children probably knew that their father was going against the word of God. How sad is the commentary of the father who chooses to not go to church and who chooses to not be obedient to God's direction? How sad is it when the father uh, tells the family that we're not going to give God what is his and we're going to try to hide our riches and keep it for ourselves? There's children across America watching their daddy steal the tithe that is God's. There's children across America that are watching their daddies skip church every time that they're tired. There's children across America that are watching their daddies moan and groan at the thought of being a bus driver, teaching a Sunday school class, or to move the chairs when we need to. Our children are seeing what we're doing, Dad. And Mom... Statistically, when a child leaves the home, at least in America, they quit going to church. 18, 19, 16, 17, 18, 19, children quit going to church. And obviously, there's a lot of reasons for that, all of which are centered around sin and selfishness, amen. But, but right at the top of that list, right, right at the top of the list are often a father and a mother who complain about going to church on Sunday morning. Who complain about going to church on Sunday night. Well, when it comes Wednesday after church, they don't want to go uh, to a prayer meeting and, and dig a little deeper in the book of Romans. And children see mom and dad complaining. Ah, I'm just so tired. Ah, I don't really want... Who's preaching in Sunday school again? John? Oh, I don't know. I'll sleep longer, right? And we see, we see our, children, our children see their parents complaining all the time. Well, I know there's a lot of reasons that kids quit going to church, and Satan's a big part of that. But we as parents have a lot to do with that. Gossiping all the way home. Can you believe what the preacher said? I don't, I'm, them people, no, no, no. Did, did they say hello to me? Nobody said hello to me. I thank God for fathers and mothers who are excited about the things of God. We're excited about going to church, amen. Uh, excited about coming to study the book of Romans in the middle of the week, amen. Our children are watching us and our decisions directly affect them. In our selfishness, we only think about what we want. Man, when you become a father, 
you become a mother, all of a sudden it changes, or it ought to. And it ought to be, oh man, my kids need new shoes. They need diapers again? Babe, it's been three days, right? Like, how did they, that little thing drink that much milk? <laughs> that makes no sense. Achan's decision to steal from God literally cost the lives of his family and 36 other men. God refused to bless the nation of Israel because there was sin in the camp. It, it makes me wonder, is God holding back blessings to Hope Baptist Church because there's sin in the camp? That thought causes me to think, Lord... <laughs> Let me get on my knees. Let me pray. I mean, you don't, you don't come into a preaching message without praying first. Amen. Lord, if there's anything in my life, please, I want to be right with you. I personally believe that when every heart is right in the service, man, you can feel it. You talk about services and days gone by where the Holy Spirit was moving, man. It was like... That one time, you remember in 06, you remember in 1994, that tent meeting, man, that was awesome. When hearts are right, God moves. God moves, amen. The Father is the authority in the home, and God's not going to bless your family like he wants to bless your family. You're spending more time on social media than you do in the Word of God. Can I tell you, fathers, I'm speaking to myself. Let's learn from Aiken's mistakes. Let's learn from Aiken's mistakes. Our children are seeing what we're doing. Let's let them not uh, uh, suffer the consequences for our sins and our lack of fervor. Amen. <coughs> when, when God says go to church, go to church. When God says to study the scriptures and pray, man, study the scriptures and pray. Remember what uh, Samuel said to Saul? He said, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Man, that is so true. You've been saved a while? That is so true. Man, if you've just been a parent a while, that is so true. I didn't plan on turning here, but turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We'll close with that portion of scripture and we'll be done in just a couple minutes. <clears throat> when Samuel said that to Saul, he said, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Saul had just done most of what God had told him to do. Most of it. In fact, actually, Pastor Greg even mentioned it. Uh, Saul came over to Samuel and he was like, I did everything that God told me to do. I did this and I did this and I did this. Knowing full well that God told him to do all of this, and all of this, and all of this. He said, God said, get rid of all the sheep, get rid of all the cattle, get rid of everybody, get rid of, uh, I want to say, Ag it's not Agog, it's uh, Agag, amen, thank you. And hey, get rid of all, utterly destroy them. What did Saul do? I didn't, he, he kept Agag alive for whatever reason, I don't know. He kept all the best of the sheep, and he kept all the best of the uh, cattle, and all the best of whatever. And he had the nerve to say, Hey, man of God, I've done everything that God told me to do. Are you kidding me? Like we're going to trick God or something. No, no, no. Fathers do that today. Well, I've done most of what God's asked of me. Come to the house of God. 
Yep, Lord, I took my family to church. You're welcome. Even though I haven't read my Bible, I haven't prayed, I have not given the gospel out to anybody. My heart isn't even right this morning, but I'm here, by golly. Give me the full array of blessings. That's the attitude of many, many Christians. Amen. I'll close with this sentiment. Things change when dad gets home. Amen. And every child in here immediately just went like, oh, man. You know, things change when dad gets home. And if you've done wrong and, 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 and mom said, wait till your dad gets home. That, that, that's worse than the spanking. Give me the spanking all day long. <coughs> Amen. Uh, <clears throat> but there's coming a day when our Heavenly Father is going to be coming to this home. He could come at any time. And can I ask you, have you done all the chores that he's asked you to do? You, you know, you know, know what would happen is? Mom would be like, oh, dad will be home in about 10 minutes. What? We didn't, we didn't take out the trash and we didn't do the kitchen. We didn't, oh my goodness, you're running around frantically because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Christian, our Heavenly Father could be home many times. Are we doing what we're supposed to do? Are we just showing up to church saying, bless me, Lord, because I've done everything you said to do, I mean, that I wanted to do, that you told me to do. Yeah, put me under that list of things that not doing everything I ought to be doing. We all ought to be saying, Lord, help me on that one. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then when we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. He's coming back, our Heavenly Father. I want to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Amen. And before that time comes, I, I want the full blessings. I, I, I want my heart to be right. I want her heart to be right. I want, to, and I want a good marriage. I want blessings because our hearts are right serving the Lord. I want my kids' hearts to be right. And what comes with that? Responsibility to spank them when they do wrong, to lead them. In, that's my job as a dad. Amen. We want God to bless our families, men. Live for the Lord. They will see what we're doing. Hey, church, you want, you, you want blessings in this church? Live for the Lord. All the, everyone else is looking. Hey, pastor, you want God to bless this church? Live for the Lord. Be sold out a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> Amen. Let's close in a word of prayer. <coughs> Dear Lord.